They have on the wall, they have this thing that said, um, move fast and break things. But give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Hey, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, everybody, it's Tuesday. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Trade with our friends, Mexico. Buenos dias, Mexico. So we have goods. Do you have pesos? So Mexico is our biggest trading partner. Did we buy that many burros and absolutely some burros? And uh, knock off Disney towels at the border. Yes. Interesting. Beach towels. And Canada's number two? Absolutely. And they better keep that in mind. I heard a news report today with defiant Canadians say, well, we don't need trade with the U.S. We'll just uh, trade with other countries, eh? 75% of your exports go to the U.S., you Canuckers. You'll take a trade deal with us and you'll like it. You'll thank us. You'll thank us for it. We're going to try to have an expert on later about the whole Mexico trade deal, which could be a very, very big thing that happened. And, uh, you know, it gets obscured by all the porn star this and all the other crap. John McCain, so, Trump. Exactly. Did. Flag up, flag down. Um, but this is something that actually happened that uh, will, will have an effect. Uh, so it's interesting. I just heard top of the hour news. Pittsburgh is about to become the first, the biggest city in America that doesn't have a daily newspaper. Yep. That's the wow. direction we're going. Wow, that's a shocker. Jeez, yeah. More on that later, too. Uh, that, that ain't good. It ain't good all across America. Um, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody on the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Good. I'm proud of myself. I, I struggle with sometimes I get hungry on the way home, and I will stop and get fast food. It's easy to do. It's and, fast. It's easy. Yeah, it, you know, and I think to myself, I, I got food at home, but... You know, I can just pull off right. It's right there. Sure. What's your go-to? Do you have a go-to, or no, do you mix I, it up? I mix it up a mm. little bit, but um, for you. I'm I'm looking for an Arby's lately. Arby's is always great. Oh, oh. that's a good sandwich. Oh, there. Damn it, a good sandwich. Anyway, you, you were ever saying, have a taco? I like tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I so I pulled up to um, well, it was a place with golden arches. Sure. And um, I'll call it Whack Donald's. There you go. And um, I got into the parking lot, and then I just it it is like I looked at myself and I said I just can't do it. I, I, what are you doing? You know, and and so I turned around and, wow. and I went out and and I left, and, and then I went you know, home. And, yeah. I've been places where I looked around and I thought, is this who you are? Huh. And then left, but not at a, not at a McDonald's. <laughs> but you know, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. You just look around and you think, this look at look at the people I'm hanging out with. I'm these people. Is exactly. this who I want to be? You're looking into a mirror, aren't you really? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's hilarious, Michael. I sat in the parking lot and thought, is this what I've become? Wow. <laughs> it's like a guy outside a liquor no, store but... about to relapse or something. It's dramatic. A guy who goes to meet his, his, his junkie pusher. No, but it was worse than that. I was the only car in, in line, so I pulled up to the drive-thru and they said, may I help you? <laughs> and then I looked and, I, and they said, may I help you? And then I just, no. And then I just backed up. And then drove away. Wow. Somebody needs to help me. It's like you're saying. It's like you're in a hotel room with plastic wrappers around you, texting your girlfriend, I'm still at work. Yeah. It's just, it's just sad. That is sad. (laughs) There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, The DNA of the extinct cave bear has been found in the DNA of the very much alive brown bear that may be of of a camping site near you. What's a cave bear? I don't know, but they've been gone for a long time. Now, this is very... And they've been missed. It's very similar to how Neanderthal DNA can be found in humans. This is the only other animal that they've actually found this sort of linkage to a past forebear, as it were. Okay, so they were getting it on way back in the day. Yeah, so... I can only imagine, from my understanding of major Hollywood blockbusters, that this will lead to some sort of Liam Neeson-led cave bear movie where a Neanderthal and a cave bear go and they punch each other in their faces. Or maybe uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gets torn to bits by one. That's right. Hey, I'll take some of that. Oh, it's Jason Statham in the room. He's uh, willing to at least entertain the notion. There's Marshall Phillips, does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. I'm going to do something I have never done before. I am going into a Starbucks... And get a pumpkin spice latte. Wow! wow. Now, Don't have, do it. Have you ever? <laughs> have you been to a Starbucks before? I have been to a Starbucks once before. Wow! Okay, interesting. Many years ago. Yeah, interesting. So I'm going to go in today and get a pumpkin spice latte. They go on sale today. They're super sweet. Are oh they? my god! Yeah. yeah. Hey, right. maybe after you're done with that, you can maybe bully a school child or participate in an act of racial discrimination. Hey, hey, As long hey. as you're throwing away your entire moral compass. I, God, man, I'm living wow. large and on the edge these days. Please. So today, that's, they take over Starbucks today, which yes. means social media will be covered with people either ironically or legitimately Correct. posting pictures of their pumpkin spice latte. And it's how August! And how their Indeed. lives are lit AF because they have a pumpkin spice latte now. Very hip. Yeah. Yeah. That's the official beginning of autumn, official beginning of fall. I'm trying to be either ironic or completely unhip, the sort of person that would post their pumpkin spice latte, so I think they would say lit AF. There's part of me that, while appalled by the lameness of all of it, wonders whether this sort of thing isn't like a, you know, your tried and true Disney movie you roll for your kids. It's an immediate distraction. It gets them out of the way. You can go about the business of life because your kids are occupied. Maybe that's there's a mass of the population that needs the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks to just get the hell out of our way. Those of us who are doers, strivers, go-getters. Achievers. Achievers. Yes. I'll not be stopping at my local faux ice cream shop, coffee <laughs> shop, slave to some idiot drink. I have things to do. Mm. Achieve. Gotcha. Go, fools. Go. Uh, hey, listen, Suck down your calorie again, juice. Again, for me, this is a first. This is not a habit. Yeah, this is sure. a first. I want you to, uh, you got you to gotta post a picture of that, obviously. I will do that. Yeah. You're going to go uh, tall? Grande latte? Oh, grande! Ah, <laughs> they did the grande. I didn't know they offered the grande. <laughs> International flavor. Oh, fantastic! All right. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Tuesday, August twenty eighth, the year twenty eighteen, we're setting you straight in twenty one eight. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. What's that Mexican garlic that some people hate? Cilantro. Yeah, the grande, Marshall. They grind up a little cilantro in it.
That's the grande. Mm. All right, let's begin. <laughs> How bad does that sound? Uh, All right, here's the show now beginning officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Let the go-getting begin at Mark. Who steals a cheese grater? He's got the worst Lysol. He stole an empty bottle of spray. What got me the most was my soap. He stole my soap. Who steals soap? After far too long, it's the return of Armstrong and Getty's colorful redneck theater, featuring a Clem whose relative is on drugs and stole his stuff. Awesome. Yes. Who steals soap? <laughs> Who steals a cheese grater? I want to hear more of that. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the president plays nice while McCain takes a final swipe. After that fatal shooting, online gaming tournaments are shutting down around the country. And new info about the connection between aspirin and heart attacks. Coming up, minutes from now, Armstrong and Kenny. There is an angle to discuss on that uh, horrifying shooting at the uh, the gamer yeah. thing. Oh, is boy. This, this guy had mental problems yeah. his whole life. How did he end up with guns? I haven't heard that story yet. But we, we, that's something I think everybody agrees on. Nobody is holding out that mentally ill people ought to be able to get guns. So uh, we need to take a look at that aspect. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. A lot of lot of love, a lot of hate. They're coming together and kind of clashing. Okay. It's fine. It's um, great. So stay tuned for all that and breaking down the trade deal. Oh, and the Catholic Church, they're finally fighting with each other, which I think is a good sign. They're finally turning yeah. on each other. Maybe they can actually do something about their diseased institution. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everything from what's this trade deal with Mexico about to what's in ranch dressing. That's the sort of show you're listening to, for better or worse. Fantastic. Armstrong I do enjoy dressing show. talk. Wow, uh, media is certainly looking for an opportunity to claim that this deal with Mexico is a, is a horrible idea. So, uh, <laughs> you know, But that's, that's yeah. the way it works. Yeah. Um, I should be grateful. should be grateful that some of the stuff has become so obvious and unoverlookable that, you know, it's not even worth worrying about anymore. Why is this California bishop's retirement uh, an interesting news story? Well, you wait till you, wait till you hear the home this person gets to live in. Ah, yes. Paid for by, really, by people donating money to try to help the hungry. Stay tuned for that. Well, he won't be hungry anymore, so well, it's a geez, win. no. Right? Mailbag! I'm uh, running late this morning. Just uh, got up late. Run late, everything. It's one of those days where, uh, you know, it's when you're running late that your coffee maker's out of water, and then you realize you don't have any peanuts for your yogurt. I eat peanuts with my yogurt. That's interesting. It beefs it up a little bit. Yeah. Gives it a little protein, huh? I think that's a sign of a sociopath. Yeah, it might be. Uh, I spilled an entire cup of coffee on me. An entire cup. Wow. The whole thing. Wow. On my pants as I was driving. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. they got to be pretty wet, huh? They are. That's a bad feeling. But I smell like coffee, which is great. <laughs> Go Like a go-getter, <laughs> like I was talking about before. All right, so uh, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than Victor E. Frankel, Austrian neurologist, psychiatrist, author, and Holocaust survivor. 
please. Who doesn't know that? Freedom is in danger of degenerating into mere arbitrariness unless it is lived in terms of responsibility. That's why I recommend the Statue of Liberty on the East Coast be supplemented by a Statue of Responsibility on the West Coast. Good one. Wow. Wow. When did he say that? Do we know? Uh, uh, Tuesday. Last Tuesday. (laughs) No, I don't know. But what an interesting and and eloquent expression of uh, the need for balance, yin and yang in all things. It would be more impactful, though, if he just said it decades ago, because it's more true now than it was then. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling it was decades ago, just because mm. Holocaust survivors are yeah. getting fewer and far between. But uh, the he recommends the Statue of Liberty on the East Coast be supplemented by a Statue of Responsibility God. on how, the West Coast. How often does that, does that get left out of the conversation of your freedom to retire with dignity and freedom for this and freedom for that? Wow! But but, but never the from this and that. You hear yeah, that a lot. Yeah, but but almost never the responsibility for this and that. Yeah. Yeah. Except out of people like us, which is a you know a tiny percentage of the conversation. Right, right. It's a it's a warm and comforting and wonderful thing once you adopt the idea that other people are responsible for me. You got to figure out how to make a living. You got to figure out how to take care of your kids. You got to obey the law. You got to do all kinds of things to have all that other stuff. Contribute yes. to your community if you want the community to be a good one. Etc. Statue of responsibility is what? Just like a to-do list in stone or something? <laughs> something yeah. like that. We yeah. haven't finished the design yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. On the topic of gray meat, the next uh, couple emails might be a little tough to take. Not, put, well, not Put really. down your yogurts and peanuts, everybody. Here's uh, Emily, who writes, There's nothing inherently wrong with gray meat. It's just oxidized a little bit. I was talking about my trip to the... Uh, That's what I'm always telling my wife. The, the butcher section of the grocery store at my mom and dad's place. In which the... Listen, and I get it. He's an old fella. The, the guy running the butcher department, he looked like he'd retired from something else and was just doing this part-time and all. But I couldn't walk by without him grabbing me and engaging me in long conversations. Look, my mom's in a wheelchair. She's up front. She's waiting for me. Can I just move on? I didn't ask you anything. Why are you talking to me? And then he tur- then he said, "Listen, we Engaging got this. Uh, we got to sell this today. We probably should have done all this yesterday. Trying to sell me like the, the cut rate clearance <laughs> meat." Like, the look, I'm a man of means. But I know for a fact that the whole gray <laughs> thing, in, in the United States, modern America, we've decided that, that no gray is tolerable, even though it's perfectly fine uh, if it's just recently turned gray. I mean, we're all off-put by that and generally throw it away, but it's we're overreacting. Pr- it's half-price because it doesn't look good, but tastes yes. better. Natural aging, well, says I Emily. I don't no know No bacteria that. involved. Well, that's not true. I don't know that it tastes better. No, it tastes but, uh, it's well, fine. Dry aged beef is a thing, right? Sure, yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. Here's a nice note from Clark, RV Clark. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard that more than he wants to. Uh, just an FYI, the only reason most of the meat in the grocery store isn't gray or brown, a color it will turn naturally, is they add food coloring or treat it with carbon monoxide. In other countries, you'll rarely see all red meat on display. That's why I live in America, Clark. <laughs> God bless this great country. Nobody ever talks about it. it's a real brown meat issue, or it's a real gray meat uh, thing for voters. It sounds like a misuse of the term natural. Yes, the natural decaying process is occurring before our eyes, but just because yeah. it's natural. Exactly. I think that's part of the problem is that it's okay if it just recently turned gray, but it's also not okay if it's been gray for a while, and you can't tell just by looking at it. If exactly. it's not gray, you know it's okay. Thank you, Jack, so. for standing up for reasonableness. <laughs> And, People uh, want the beef. That's right, Mr. President. So, uh, recently, having achieved FC status, frequent correspondent status, 
Mr. Casey near Portland writes, The rancid meat stories from yesterday, both the tainted kangaroo meat and Joe's gray meat shopping, reminded me of one of the times we had to call poison control while my kids were growing up. Oof. I'm going to make a long story short. This one's a little gross-ish, folks. A little gross. Maybe take a sip of whatever you're drinking and put down your cereal spoon. Uh, my wife was cooking chicken, noticed our middle daughter, Jordan, who was about two, sucking on something. To her horror, my wife extracted from Jordan's mouth that napkin thing that separates the raw chicken from his styrofoam package. <laughs> Everybody together now. Ow! That kid needs to get together with Henry, who was licking the drain in the Target bathroom, Yes, and compare flavors. Yes. Because they're probably similar. Certain... <laughs> Certain that our daughter was infected with salmonella, we called poison control. We advised her, just watch her. There's nothing we can do until she gets sick. Fortunately, she never did. Um, (laughs) The moral of the story is that not every repulsive thing is necessarily harmful, much like Trump's presidency. Oh, you had to take it political at the end. You had to drive division. We were all enjoying your chicken juice sucking story. You know, it's funny. My my tolerance for red meat being a little gray, fairly high, higher than most people's. My tolerance for anything with foul chicken, mm. man, I'm, uh, I don't know why. Gray I, chicken? Oh, no way. No, not not a chance. No, thank you. No. Well, chicken, <laughs> chicken. for whatever reason, uh, chemical or, or, or traditional or instinctive, uh, we, we can sense that poultry is kind of always on the edge. Mm. You know, it, yeah. it can turn in a hurry. Nice, a hearty cut of beef. That's eh, a little funky. You know, you just cook it for a little extra time. Chicken, chicken's scary. Uh, on to a different topic completely, um, good old uh, Kemper, writing on the topic of McCain, he's, he died Saturday, they've been treating it like it's breaking news for three days now, when Aretha died, it was on the news for most of a week, and it seems like the Ben Jen divorce resolution has also been reported twice an hour for at least 50 hours, and that effing Finn worked it into his newscast today, Marshall, yeah, that was inexplicable yesterday, Marshall, reporting on the, the Beneford divorce. Who gives a spit? Why is it? And you people who write with lots of obscenities, learn to write without them because I can't use them. Yeffers. Yeffers. Who gives a spit? Why is anybody broadcasting the details? Your listeners don't want or need to hear that. The folks who care will get it over their smart-ass phones instantaneously, and those who listen to quality news talk will have heard it by now and just don't give a ship. You need more flavors. You don't want just one thing. It's a little I don't spice. want that flavor. It's like gray chicken. It's a little spice you throw in. Freaking celebrity divorces, please. It's terrible. It's awful. How about celebrity rehab stories? Yes. But they're big. Yes, I want that. They're big. Oh, I, I need to get to the much. details of the Ben Affleck rehab. It's unbelievable. It's really quite unbelievable. Uh, Cole points out that the uh, the problem with hemp laws, I'd suggested it's because they're still caught up in the idiocies of the 20th century. Cole, I stand by that statement, but he said it's also because of the paper-slash-logging lobby. Hemp would kill the logging market because it grows so much faster and stronger than wood. No idea that. It's That's not going to kill the, the timber you know, industry. Not going to build houses out of hemp. But that's pretty interesting. Pot houses. Yeah, it is, of course. Yeah. Usually, um, well, something like that is the opposite of the free market. It's about lobbyists and fixing the game. It's what big government's all about, fixing the game. USA Today is going to have a 64-page commemorative John McCain edition tomorrow. That's enough. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
I'm reading this Washington Post article about uh, Trump and McCain and that whole thing since McCain died. I want to get into that a little bit. It's kind of interesting. I mean, one sentence they have in there. Trump's bitter feelings toward McCain came to dominate the first 48 hours of the senator's death. You write the stories. It came to dominate the news. You're the news. And you wrote stories endlessly about it. Yeah, it didn't dominate the family. It didn't dominate his colleagues. Or I wouldn't know about it if you hadn't told me. Right. I wouldn't be thinking about it if you weren't making a big deal of it. That's That's hilarious. That's hilarious. The nation spent 48 hours talking about the animosity. Right. You wrote five stories about it. Uh, oh, hey, also, one of the emerging post-McCain passing trends of recent days, and, you know, there are clips, we could play this, but I don't know, maybe we will, is going back to 2008 when he ran against Obama, where all the lefties and politicians and, and, and celebrities were saying he's a racist and a goon and a fascist and the rest of it, and he'll ruin America. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. And now he's a hero because he hates Trump. I'm starting to think no matter who the Republican Party runs, election after election, election, after election, you're going to call him a fascist and a racist. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Uh, After the aforementioned 48 hours of silence last night, President Trump publicly offered condolences to the family of the late Senator John McCain during a dinner with evangelical leaders at the White House. Also, our hearts and prayers... uh are going to the family of Senator John McCain. going to be a lot of activity over the next number of days, and uh, we uh, very much appreciate everything that Senator McCain has done for our country. So thank you very much. Trump also ordering flags. That was sounded about as sincere as me explaining to my wife how excited I am to be going to the ballet. Trump also ordering flags to fly at half-staff until... Uh, McCain's burial. So that, that that's kind of interesting. So the the whole flag mm. thing and that you know making the news. He knew that would make the news. Mm. I mean, he did that. Did he do that just because he's spiteful of John McCain, or was that the classic Trump? I just want people talking about me. I'm going to do this. It's going to make everybody talk about me all day long. Then I'll raise them and I'll get another 24 hours of them talking to me about all that. Gosh, all day I don't long. know. He he just does that endlessly yeah. and 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 feels like that's a win in general. This Washington Post article, the reason it's interesting is um, the headline is President Non Grata. It talks about how he's not invited to McCain's funeral. In fact, McCain said specifically he doesn't want the president there. Uh, the Bushes did not want him at Barbara Bush's funeral. He, uh, the, the, Kennedy Senator, the Kennedy Center Honors celebration that they had last year, he didn't attend because the honorees didn't want him there. Right. I mean, this is not the way it usually works. Does, does that mean anything? Or if you're a Trump supporter, you say, "Yeah, he's trying to take on uh, the, the the powerful, the the entrenched, right. and they hate him." Meanwhile, a, a farewell message from McCain was uh, read by his former presidential campaign manager Rick Davis. In it, McCain spoke about the privilege of serving his country, and he included some thinly veiled criticism of President Trump. We weaken our greatness when we confuse our patriotism with tribal rivalries that have sown resentment and hatred and violence in all the corners of the globe. We weaken it when we hide behind walls rather than tear them down. And McCain going on to say in his final words, Do not despair of our present difficulties. We believe always in the promise and greatness of America. That plus, you know, this too shall pass. No, nothing's permanent. We'll all Will be it? fine. 
Will it? <clears throat> yes. That is in contradiction to what Bill Maher said Friday night. I just mm. learned of this. It's very interesting. We'll discuss this coming up. I'm sure you'll go crazy. He's wrong. Mass I haven't sure. even heard him, but I'm willing to preemptively, <laughs> and it saves time, <laughs> uh, pronounce that he is wrong. <laughs> no, I, I can't wait to hear what he says. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Shifting gears, the mass shooting at the Madden 19 video game tournament Sunday is forcing the video game maker to cancel other events. Electronic Arts I announced... Wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Don't. Don't do that. They, because one mentally ill idiot. It, well, you know, it's funny. I heard the news coverage this yeah. morning, and it ended with the inevitable. Authorities are still not sure what the motive was. The motive was he was a stupid, angry, yep. mentally ill coward. That's it. They're everywhere. The, 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 wherever humans are gathered, there's a stupid, angry, mentally ill coward who used to not kill people because you'd think, well, no, I got problems, but I'm not going to hurt a bunch of people. Now you do. It's in society. It's not in the video game conference. I don't know what the legal liability is, what what pushes it there. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about that. <clears throat> but as a society, we need to accept, look, these sorts of people can show up to anything are we going to make everything so incredibly expensive that we can't have video game gets together? Because having this sort of security apparatus, whether it's metal detectors or guards or whatever, you just wouldn't be able to afford to put these things on. And there'll be all kinds of events we won't be able to afford. Again, I always go back to the example of like a mall or a little league game or something like that, or a high school football game. So what are we going to do? Uh, is the nation going to decide? Uh, high school football is uh, questioning whether they should have games anymore. No, we're not going to do that. Right. And any place people gather, is there's right. a possibility of this happening. So Wait, just, What's really sad is uh, that sort of trend would make us even more isolated sure, sure. than we are now. Right. We just need to accept this is going to happen now and then. Look and at address this. the contagion in society. Address the contagion yeah. and look at this. This kid was has been crazy his whole life. And uh, how did he end up with access to guns? I haven't come up with that story. Have you, Marshall? Well, a Jacksonville, Florida sheriff is saying he had two guns with him that he bought legally in Maryland. See, that's pretty interesting because uh, it was part of the yeah. parents' divorce. Um, his, his care for his uh, mental illness, right. the mom and dad disagreed on on how to handle that, so that came out in court. That's how a news outlets got that right. information. He's been in and out of uh, psych wards forever. He's been on medication <laughs> since he was twelve. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but but you know, then you get back to the whole. It's a constitutional right. It's not just a uh, you know. It's not just a whim. It's, it's like free speech. You don't take free speech away from somebody who's had some mental problems, right. now they're on medication and seem to be okay, right. you don't get to take their free speech for the rest of their lives. And the Second Amendment is just like that. It's tough nut. Yeah. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. No celebrity divorce news you want to share with us, Marshall, wow. today? Or? Yeah, I want some background it's, it's, information it's, it's, on that uh, one uh, texter who uh, assalted me and my people who so correctly pointed out that that was a, a low moment for the show. I'll stand and, up uh, for you, Marshall. Armstrong and Getty attack their beloved newsman. Now it's just Getty attacking me. I'm not bothered by celebrity divorceness. There you I'm, go. I'm not bothered by it. There you go. Please. I like it as a little sprinkle into my uh, breakfast news. I got an Alec Baldwin update coming up later. <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> now wait a minute. Alex Baldwin. That's right. Yeah. What Bill Maher said about uh, the Trump presidency, I just thought was interesting. It'll be a thought starter. Yeah, right. Um, got a little more on this... Uh, I think it's worth talking about this most recent shooting just because it's got the whole mental illness aspect to it. And that is a common thread through a lot of these, practically all of them. All right, here's a question for you. If I could bring together Bill Maher 
and Ben Affleck and John McCain. Would you be interested in that? In one thing? In one thing. It's possible you could. I can. Okay. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. He's a, um, he's an Arab. He is not. No man. No man. No man. He's a, he's a, he's a decent family man, citizen that I just happen to have disagreements with on on fundamental issues, and that's what this campaign is all about. He's not. Thank you. Thank you. That was a 2008 presidential election at a town hall when a woman brought up Barack Obama being an Arab, or uh. Muslim was a big thing back then. I don't remember. We may have had some fun with that topic. Made jokes about it. It may have come up. <laughs> well, after his passing, that was hailed as one of his finest moments. John Are you going to explain to me why great, it's not? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sure. seems like it was to me. Why don't we go to back to Bill Maher at the time? This whole idea. This, this is this, idiot this drunk Ben Affleck. This terrorism thing. I, I noticed from the debate the other the other day. Uh, from wasn't the debate actually. It was this conversation he had. There was this woman who said to McCain, and listen Obama to the crowd. Is an Arab. Right. And he said, no, 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 ma'am, he's not an Arab. And I thought, oh, this is wonderful. He's repudiating this kind of intolerance and hatred. He said, no, no, he's not an Arab. He's a good man. A de- right. He said he's a decent <laughs> citizen. Yeah. Hold on. What if I said to you, what if somebody right. said, I heard he's a Jew. And I said, no, no, he's not a Jew. He's all right. <laughs> right. I hear a guy's a Catholic. Catholic? No, no, he's a, he's a decent guy. Right. Yeah. Arab and good person are right. not antithetical right. to one That's, another. That was this right. idea. So, and then he goes on and talks about how McCain is clearly prejudiced and racist. And there's a clip of Madonna somebody sent from 2008 talking about what a racist John McCain is. Oh, I, I see. I didn't get grasp it at first. So he was wishing that John McCain would have said he's not an Arab. Even if he were, that would be OK. But he's not an Arab. Exactly. Although McCain said he's a he's a decent guy, he's a citizen, he's a family citizen. man. Yeah. Yeah, no, that he, was that was fine. I mean, that's yeah. nitpicking. That was that was that was fine. And I mean, the poor old guy couldn't even locate Joe the plumber. He did his best. Well, that was and that was pretty extraordinary by town hall standards. Those town halls tend to be, you know, just the red meatest of red meat for both sides, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and they let people go wild and cheer and stuff like that. And and he and he corrected that, which yeah, I do think that. Well, we're not going to do that anymore. So that day is gone. Oh, really? Let's just remember that. Those days are past, that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I hate to make this segment all about Bill Maher. That's all right. It's a thought-provoking show. The little elf uh, brings up uh, tough topics. I just thought it was interesting that Bill Maher said the other night, in his conversation with John Brennan, former CIA director, about whether or not Trump is treasonous or not and all that sort of stuff, that Brennan agreed with Bill Maher on the idea that the Trump presidency is the third great crisis in American history. Behind the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. So your three great challenges for the country. It's a little complicated since the Revolutionary War would be technically before we were what we are. But I'll let it slide, <laughs> sure. John. Revolutionary War, Civil sure. War, and Trump being president seems like one of these things is not like the other. But 
I, I Brennan agreed with him, though. Former CIA director agreed. Well, I'm not surprised in the least. The Trump by presidency that. is on the level of the Civil War, 600,000 dead, nearly toward the country in two. I won't even dignify that with a response. Okay. That is laughable. Is there anything else I could throw in that to get you jumping around? Because I was hoping to get you jumping around. I find that. Well, no, no. Maybe if you, I poke you with a stick. You overreached. <laughs> you, you overreached and Brennan overreached. That's just so stupid a thing to say. I don't. I don't feel any need to respond. How to would it. you not say, look, I, even if, if, you, if you come from that point of view, Brendan and Bill Maher's point of view or anybody else on the show or the crowd, how would you not say, OK, look, I agree the Trump presidency. I think he worked with the Russians and this is a problem, everything like that. But come on, Civil War, Revolutionary War, come on now. That's a little much. He can't even not fly a flag at half staff without his, uh, his uh, staff yelling at him till he flies it. So, well, Brennan is his full time gig is now whipping up anti Trump animus and fear. That's what he does for a living. Yes. If, if this is the presidency that the the friction from it leads to more than two political parties going forward, if this is the thing that changes the political spectrum as we have known it for so long, yes. In hindsight, would that make it more of kind of a a a fulcrum point of interest. Yeah, it, I, uh, sure. A, a fulcrum point of interest, yes. I'm trying to sound on par with the other ones, no. That's a ridiculous statement. I mean, that you know, would be a pretty big deal if we if we changed into a three or four viable parties that actually battle it out. That'd good, be something. Super. And that would be the umpteenth time that's happened. Well, not umpteenth, but the several time that's happened. And when the Whigs gave you know way to the Republicans and the bull mooses faded away and the rest of it is fine. It's not that big a deal. Well, I know you always think people are trying to, they're just into it for ratings and whipping people up. <laughs> Bill Maher believes that. Brennan believes that. And they're ridiculous. If, but Brennan, but Brennan is too smart to believe that. I can't believe Brennan believes really, that. Really? You don't think he does? No. Huh. No. Absolutely not. And, and do you listen, think play into that crowd? I, I do you not, think Bill Maher believes it? I, I am, definitely do. Hmm. Maher is so compulsively honest. I'd like to hear the tape. I'd like to hear the way he puts it. We can it. play that later. It's okay. Out there. Yeah, I, uh, I'm much more trustworthy of Bill Maher uh, expressing what he truly feels than John Brennan. And that, that doesn't matter if they believe it or if it's just for ratings. I don't know if that matters a whole lot. You know, as I was explaining to a, a fine and decent person who I like very much, who is fully in the camp of be afraid, be very afraid uh, of the Trump presidency, not only are the courts there... And really, both houses of Congress, if he overreaches, his own staff, the Republican Party is just waiting for a chance to get rid of Trump because he's a disruptor and he's a serious problem for mainstream Republicans. He's put him in a hell of a fix. And, you know, there's some exciting stuff going on. I will tell you that I'm embarrassed by Trump on a near daily basis. And I think he's doing great stuff in a couple of different areas, particularly of foreign policy. Um I would like to know. As soon as he's gone, everybody's stress level is going to be gone a little bit. It's like that guest, that relative that you really, really love. But they've been there three days, and you think, you know, it'll be nice to have our house back. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's been a great visit. but uh, So, yeah, I'd be afraid, oh, it's a crisis on par with the Civil War. Seriously, I find that, that idea hilarious. And, you know, if, if folks disagree with me, that's fine. I, I don't. Well, I'm not I'd threatened like, or angry that those might disagree. I wish I could Some ask Bill Maher. I would love to have a conversation with him. I really would. Because it seems to me that Robert Mueller has the tools to find out exactly what happened. 
Um, he will find out what happened, and if the the Trumps did work with the Russians at the highest level, I mean, uh, you know, as as far as you can go, he and Putin were on the phone, and Putin cut him a check, or vice versa, or something like that. Sure. Um, uh, Arrest is borscht. Then Mueller will announce it, will impeach Trump, and it's over, right. and we got a new president. I mean, yep. that, to me, that's the worst case scenario. I, I don't, I just, I don't see what else where it could go from that. I honestly don't either. Um, now. Here's one dark uh, possibility. What Mueller finds is indeed a tremendous amount of financial malfeasance by Trump, Inc. through the years. I mean, nasty stuff, tax cheating. Tax cheating would be a good one, yeah, because people resent taxes anyway. But, you know, ripping off the American taxpayer, that might get a little foothold. And, and for years and years, maybe a little money laundering, something like that. Financial stuff totally unrelated to the presidency or politics. And it's decided that, you know, that's that's just too much. We can't have a president who does that. Well, the Trump, the hardcore Trump supporters would be so angry and resentful of their guy being tossed out on grounds unrelated to politics. Right. The, the swamp.